Welcome to the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 4th. I invite you to pause this audio right now so that you can have your moment with God and ask Him for His guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. Memory Text But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. A transforming reparation offering. What does it mean that the servant's life is an offering for sin? Isaiah chapter 53 verse 10 reads, But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring, he will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. The Hebrew word refers to a guilt reparation offering. Leviticus chapter 5 verse 14 through chapter 6 verse 7. Leviticus chapter 7 verses 1 through 7, which could atone for deliberate wrongs against other people. Leviticus chapter 6 verses 2 and 3. Such sins were singled out by Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 1 through 3, Isaiah chapter 10 verses 1 and 2, and Isaiah chapter 58. Also, the sinner must restore to the wronged person that which was taken, plus a penalty before offering the sacrifice to receive forgiveness from God. Leviticus chapter 6 verses 4 through 7. Compare Matthew chapter 5 verses 23 and 24. In a case of inadvertent misuse of something that belongs to God, the reparation goes to him. Leviticus chapter 5 verse 16. Now we can understand Isaiah chapter 40 verse 2 where God comforts his exiled people by telling them they have paid enough reparation for their sins. But following the reparation, there must be a sacrifice. Here it is in Isaiah chapter 53. God's servant, instead of a ram, is led like a sheep to the slaughter. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 7. On behalf of people who have gone astray. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6. Although cut off from the land of the living. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 8. And compare Daniel chapter 9 verse 26. Completely consumed in the sacrifice that kindles up the flame of hope for us, the servant comes forth from death, the land of no return, to receive exaltation 
see his offspring and prolong his days. Isaiah chapter 53 verses 10 through 12. Look up each of the following verses. How does each one reflect the same basic message as Isaiah chapter 53? Psalm 32 verses 1 and 2. How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16 Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified. Philippians chapter 3 verse 9 And may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 But we do see him who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds we were healed. Question. If someone were to ask you to summarize in a single paragraph the good news of Isaiah chapter 53, Two, verse 13 through chapter 53 verse 12 what would you write additional reading selected quotes from Ellen White Christ our Savior in whom dwelt absolute perfection became sin for the fallen race he did not know sin by the experience of sinning, but he bore the terrible weight of the guilt of the whole world. He became our propitiation, that all who receive him may become sons of God. The cross was erected to save men. Christ lifted on the cross was the means devised in heaven for awakening in the repenting soul a sense of the sinfulness of sin. By the cross, Christ sought to draw all to himself. 
He died as the only hope of saving those who, because of sin, were in the gall of bitterness. Through the agency of the Holy Spirit, a new principle of mental and spiritual power was to be brought to man who, through association with divinity, was to become one with God. To break down the barriers that Satan had erected between God and man, Christ made a full and complete sacrifice, revealing unexampled self-denial. He revealed to the world the amazing spectacle of God living in human flesh and sacrificing himself to save fallen men. What wonderful love! The Upward Look, page 191 In all this conflict with the power of evil, there was ever before Christ the darkened shadow into which he himself must enter. Ever before him was the means by which he must pay the ransom for these souls. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, he knew that for that life he must pay the ransom on the cross of Calvary. Every rescue made was to cause him the deepest humiliation. He was to taste death for every man. On the suffering multitudes brought to Christ, it is said, He healed them all. Matthew chapter 12 verse 15 Thus he expressed his love for the children of men. His miracles were part of his mission. He knows how to speak the word, be whole. And when he has healed the sufferer, he says, Go and sin no more, that I might know him. Page 48 Upon Christ as our substitute and surety was laid the iniquity of us all. He was counted a transgressor, that he might redeem us from the condemnation of the law. The guilt of every descendant of Adam was pressing upon his heart. The wrath of God against sin, the terrible manifestation of his displeasure because of iniquity, filled the soul of his son with consternation. All his life Christ had been publishing to a fallen world the good news of the Father's mercy and pardoning love. Salvation for the chief of sinners was his theme. But now with the terrible weight of guilt he bears, he cannot see the Father reconciling face. The withdrawal of the divine countenance from the Savior in this hour of supreme anguish pierced his heart with a sorrow that can never be fully understood by men. So great was this agony that his physical pain was hardly felt. Satan, with his fierce temptations, wrung the heart of Jesus. The Savior could not see through the portals of the tomb. Hope did not present to him his coming forth from the grave a conqueror, 
or tell him of the father's acceptance of the sacrifice. He feared that sin was so offensive to God that their separation was to be eternal. Christ felt the anguish which the sinner will feel when mercy shall no longer plead for the guilty race. It was the sense of sin bringing the Father's wrath upon him as man's substitute that made the cup he drank so bitter and broke the heart of the Son of God. The Desire of Ages, page 753. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes and special content.